Welcome to Conversate, our podcast where we engage in conversation. On this week's episode, I, Aaron Gerke, and Kevin Bender are having a conversation about Ruth, uh, which leads us into a further conversation about following and also about leading. Who is it that you follow? Who is it that you lead? Because whether you believe it or acknowledge it, you are. You are following people and you are leading others. So are you doing it intentionally? Well, pay attention to this conversation, and we hope you enjoy it. Hey, morning, Kevin. Good morning, Aaron. It's good to see you. Yeah, likewise, man. I uh, missed you yesterday. You missed me? Well, Where was it? I noticed your I noticed your presence was gone because it was it was a big day yesterday. Yeah, it was. It was. Marcus and I talked about going to. Uh, I don't know if they have any of these around here, but you know, like there's a big arcade game. It's called like Big Buck Hunt or something like that. <laughs> oh, you're talking about deer hunting. Yeah, opening oh, day, yeah. man. Opening day. That's like a national holiday up here. <laughs> yeah, a national <laughs> holiday. Maybe a regional holiday. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's fun. Uh, yeah, I'm not a very, I'm not a very good hunter, uh, but I do. I enjoy being in the woods. Think any of our audience uh, are uh, active hunters? I would imagine so, or have been, or know people who oh sure who yeah. are. So, yeah, um, why enjoy? No, just what, curious how they did. You know? uh, yeah. Yes. Oh, I didn't even say it. So I did not shoot anything because uh, there was nothing to shoot. Okay. I saw lots and lots of deer, though. Uh, yeah. Lots of does, lots uh, of fawns. It was pretty cool. I mean, there were <clears throat> I saw a coyote actually. Really? Yeah. There was one point where uh, there was a deer that came. I was like on the edge of this field, and this one deer came out of the woods, and it just stood, and it looked, it just it just stared at where it came out from the woods. I'm like, what is it doing? Like it just just stared where it came from for like 10, 15 minutes, and then it uh, did a couple of circles, and then it just laid down in this field. I'm like, oh, it's gonna take a nap, you know. But then maybe 10 minutes later, uh, a big doe came out of the woods from uh, the other side. And then this, uh, it was a fawn. It, it was a, it must have been like, I don't know, it was older. It didn't have spots or anything, you know. But then it hopped up and like ran right over. Uh, must, have been, must have been its mom, you know. So I don't know. They were coming out like of separate sides of the field. And stuff. So I don't know if they got separated huh. at some point or, huh. but there's just cool things to, watch when you're out in the woods that's like stuff. what i hope my child does if it ever gets lost you know like just lay down yeah. you know comes to like a clear open space easily viewable doesn't keep running around yeah. in different directions well it was funny because the because <clears throat> the, the the mom walked out and then i mean the the fawn just like ran like just jumping and like nosing its mom uh-huh. and mom just 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 walk just kept walking <laughs> you know it was like in my mind it's like this is the mom was like you kid like yeah, typical yeah <laughs> <laughs> and it was even like nose and her and stuff and she she like picked up one of her paws hoofs i guess yeah and like like batted it away <laughs> that's pretty funny now right now billy yeah <clears throat> but uh so i i was a uh, i was walking around at, at one point there's a uh, where i hunt there's lots of different kinds of terrain so i'd been up in this field and then there's a swamp and a river down below and I was going to do the circle and 
I mean, I, in, in general, knew where I was, and there was a, I was walking along a river, um, so I, I basically knew I, like, don't cross the river, but as long as I, like, stay close to the river, I'll end up where I need to get going and stuff, but uh, there was so much, uh, like, because I think the river had flooded, and so there were lots of downed trees, and it was swampy, and so there's, there's other, like, you know, uh, wet spots that I can't go around. So I can't, like, just walk in a straight line or hug the bank of the river. Mm-hmm. So I'm, like, mm-hmm. in and out and stuff. And uh, and, and I, I, was, I thought I was walking in a straight line, but all of a sudden I, and there was just a little bit of snow on the ground, all of a sudden I, I was back on my, on my own, like, footprints. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. And I was like, what? You know, and, and then I remembered... I had just heard it. I don't even remember where I heard it, podcast or something. Uh, just like like last week, I, I heard this. Uh, I, I don't know if you know this, but humans, if they're lost, like if you're lost in the woods, or even I think even like in the desert or whatever, if you don't know which way to go, humans uh, naturally will end up walking in a circle. Really? Yeah. I did not know that. I, that explains why <clears throat> in like every movie they're like. Oh, we've been going in circles. Yeah. So, th- so, so I had this, this experience, you know, where I thought I was, thought I was going straight. I knew, I knew I was like skirting around stuff, but I thought I was like going around it and then like getting back straight. Yeah. But I was just like going to the right of an obstacle, walking straight, going to the right of an obstacle, walking straight, going to the right of an obstacle. And then I was back where I was. That's crazy. And I was like, huh. So I had just heard this and then. I don't know. I was I was thinking about this though too, like in connection with what I was uh, preaching on on Sunday. This whole idea of like a following and mm. having somebody to follow, mm-hmm. and and this whole idea of like, wow, if I'm if I'm on my own, like I just walk in circles, like I don't I don't get anywhere. Like yeah. if I'm just doing, oh man, you could even go back to like what we talked about with judges. If I'm just doing what's right in my own eyes, like I'm just never gonna never going to grow, never going to mature. I'm just going to keep coming back on my own footprints and be like, well, I don't know. I guess I'll just another lap. Try again, you know? <laughs> so yeah. there, there is something about like having somebody to, having somebody to follow or having a, uh, a path to follow. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I was trying to, you know, blaze my own trail. Like there were no, you know, there were, there was, and there were, there were deer tracks going in every direction, but I was like, well, I can't, just follow these things aimlessly. Like I knew I, I was trying to get back to a to a blind that I was at. I knew I just needed to go straight, but I couldn't. It was, it was just harder to get there than I thought it would be. So yeah, it's interesting. You know, the, the more I think about it. So that was my my revelation in the woods yesterday. Oh, you could do that. The woods are great for that. You I know. know. All day silence in the woods. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because like you could even make the application with the little fawn that I saw. Right. You know? like, yeah. Like its mom comes out, like you probably should have just stayed with your mom. Like just follow, follow your mom. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and kind of the joy I think too in in walking. I mean, that you see it in the fawn, right? Yeah. Like having that person who leads you, you know. And there's kind of protection and guidance and wisdom, yeah. right? And without it, it just laid down. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like I don't know where to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just end up going in circles. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, maybe tell us a little bit more about uh, uh, Ruth, right? Or, or we can kind of like yeah, yeah. just point blank make that connection. This last uh, Sunday, we were 
in that section of the story, yeah, yeah. a short chapter and a short book. Short book, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so <clears throat> I, I don't know. There, there's, there's a lot of components to the book of Ruth that we can, we can look at and some that I didn't even touch. Where I settled in was at the, basically in Ruth's uh, statement to her mother-in-law, Naomi, because uh, I'm not going to do all the context here. Naomi, her mother-in-law, had said, Ruth, you can go back, you can go back home. And mm-hmm. Ruth says, no, where you go, I will go. Um, whom you serve, I will serve. Uh, where you die, I will die. Your God will be my God. Your people will be my people. Um, she's, she's basically just saying, I want to align my life and my purpose with yours. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, it's just like all in. All in. So, so she does. Um, and so that, I mean, so that's where I, I ended up talking about like the, the whole idea of following. Like, um, who do you, who do you follow? Who's, you know, whose, whose voice has an impact on the way that you think about the world? Whose actions are you modeling your actions after? And, um, and also who do we, who do we have the opportunity to influence and lead and, um, you know, ultimately to Jesus. So, but yeah, there, I don't know. I don't know if you want you want, what do you want to do? You want to talk talk about the Bible, the Ruth story? Ooh. Do you want to talk about the application about uh, following and leading? Well, I think it's always good to like pause there. I mean, that's where like I don't know. My heart's at, at least this morning and yesterday too. Really, is that because I I lose sight of that that notion of there are people who are leading me, and I am also leading others. Yeah. You know, like I just I don't actively think about that. Okay. You know, like there's there's certain relationships where it's like, okay, yeah, with my daughter Lily, like uh, clearly I'm <laughs> influencing her. Yeah. You know, and uh, and I got to be you know smart about how I act, or yeah. I try to be you know attentive to even. Uh, so like last night we were having some issues in the night, you know, in some middle of the night, Lily's you know, struggling to to stay asleep and she's cranky and I'm cranky, uh-huh. and you know I realize, oh man, like I. I you know, if I respond to her, you know, you want to teach your kids things, but if I, if like kind of emotionally where I'm at while I'm teaching them is not a good place, then what am I teaching them, right? That it's okay to, you know, maybe speak in their anger, right? Like that's kind of where I was at last night because I was frustrated. I was like, dude, just go to sleep. Like I don't want to have to get you a bologna sandwich at 2 a.m. You know, this is, this is ridiculous. While we're here. I'll have a bologna sandwich with you, right? No, <laughs> so, but 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 yeah, because Lily's gonna pick up on my my behaviors, you know, kind of my uh, leading in her life, um, and I'm, I mean, and that's a pretty like easy relationship to target. But even wider than that, I think we would say like there are other people in our life who we might not realize are watching us. Oh my goodness! Yeah, I mean, just think about how many. When you're just having conversations with people, and we're probably already doing it in this one, uh, how attentive we are to other people's stories, other people's examples, things that other people say mm. that enter our minds, mm-hmm. and then we end up speaking those things again to somebody else. Yeah. Um, and it, it might just be little things. Like, oh man, I don't even know. Like, I mean, I was watching the news this morning. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, for better or for worse, and I and the the things that I heard them speak and the way that they were speaking, yeah. the angle that they were taking as they were telling stories, that is in my mind now. Yeah, 
you know. So now when I look at these certain stories or these things that have happened, I I'm coming to those now through the lens of what I heard through the that news reporter's representation of it. Yeah, right. Uh-huh. These things kind of live with you, stay with you, and then even <clears throat> go out of you yeah. into other yeah. And I situations. so don't want to believe that that's true. <laughs> I really want to believe like I'm my own person. I'm making my own mm. decisions, my own like validation of whatever. But that's actually that's not that's not possible to do. Mm-hmm. Like we are like biased, I guess, or by by people that have influence yeah. on us. We yeah. just we just are. And I don't I mean I don't really like to admit that, you know? Uh-huh. <clears throat> and I actually remember being a uh when I was a kid uh and I think I've told you this story. I don't think I've told it on the podcast before, but um I have, I have an older brother, and I still remember this experience where we were we were buying CDs, you know, back in back in the day, different albums, going to the store or whatever. And and my my older brother, you know, he always got to lead the way in uh, trying new things. So mm-hmm. I just kind of got to sit back and watch. But he brought home a CD, and you know, I don't. You had CDs, didn't you? Oh yeah. yeah. So love CDs. And uh, <laughs> so they always came with the, the with a little. Um, I don't know, a little booklet in the front with the lyrics for the songs, which we just don't get that anymore now when we're listening to YouTube radio or Spotify or Apple, whatever. Yeah, you Google them. Yeah, you know, you have to go look it up. Yeah. So, so when my brother brought this one CD home, my dad said to my brother, all right, let's sit down and read through these lyrics together. Mm-hmm. My brother's like, why? You know, why? And so my dad made him do it, and they, they read through it. And, and I remember my dad saying to my brother, because there were... It wasn't it wasn't all that bad, you sure. know. But I just remember my dad saying to my brother, like, "Do you think that these are good, kind, like Christian words, and that that we would want to be thinking about?" Mm. And I just remember like my brother like being distraught about this, you know, because it was like fun music that you're hearing on the radio. And I remember him saying like, "Dad, I don't even listen to the words, really, you know." My dad was like, "Well, what is that? You know, what is that saying? If you're not being attentive to even what's going on, you know." Mm-hmm. So I don't even remember how old I was, but all of those things. I mean, he had, long story short, he had to bring the CD back. Sure. You know? And it was like, "Ooh, boy," you know. Yeah. So <clears throat> that didn't always remain true, you know. That was like a one-time thing, and uh, eventually we were able to buy what we wanted to buy. But I yeah. still remember. I still remember being like. Man, yeah, I probably should pay attention to the words, right? But yeah, I don't. Anyways, I was gonna say that's a great that's a great uh, father move by Bob Gierke. Yeah. Uh, I mean, just thoughtful, really, because it's it is a reality, you know, that yeah. like these things do affect you. Yeah. And but you know, how how often are we just completely non attentive to yeah. them, you know? But or, or or don't ask those questions like, why am I surrounding myself with this? Right, you know, right. And that's on the. <clears throat> And that's on the following piece. So that's like right. as we're following other people, but then in the in the who's following you piece too. Mm. Uh, I mean, you already talked about your your daughter, but I think it's the the same thing. Like, oh man, in your workplace, mm-hmm. you know do do you know that people are listening to you? Even if even if even if you 
like even if you're the person that it seems like nobody will listen to, even if your ideas are always shot down or it feels like nobody's noticing you, mm. people people still notice you. They still notice the way that you are. They still uh, hear you. I, I believe that. You know, even if they shut you down, mm-hmm. then it seems like the world's pushing you aside. Uh, you're still having an influence uh, over people, and ultimately, like the the point I made in my sermon too is like in those moments when you feel like nobody notices you, nobody hears you, like Jesus, Jesus does, you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. And that was that was Ruth in Boaz's field. Ah, you yeah. know, she's just a she's a nobody. She's she's a nobody. She's just picking up scraps, you know. But Boaz noticed her. If he hadn't noticed her, the, the nothing would have happened. And for her or Naomi, right? Like yeah. they both would have still been in this kind of vulnerable, yeah. difficult position, yeah, not yeah. taken care of. Right. Yeah. So I, I always think about that too. Like, do we notice? Like, I, I think that's huge on both sides, on, on the following side and on the leading side. Like, mm-hmm. just pay attention. Yeah. Which is hard to do. You'd think it'd be easy to do. Oh my goodness. But it is hard. It's hard to have the... Um, I mean, I guess it's a deliberate thing, you know. Like you have to, you have to be kind of deliberate about paying attention. Yeah. It's not something that just like naturally happens. It's kind of like driving, right? Especially if you've driven the same uh, way a yeah. bunch of times. Yeah. You know, like I've had times where it's like I don't even remember how I got to work, right? Yeah. Because I've driven the path so many times. You yeah. know, it's like, well, that seems like a little scary that yeah. like I like zoned out for you know back in St. Louis for thirty minutes, you yeah. know, on highways. At highway speeds, but I think the same thing can happen for us, you know, in this kind of vein that we're talking about, right. where it, sometimes we can get so um, desensitized, maybe by the things that we expose ourselves to, we don't, we're not even paying attention anymore. Right. Like thing, and things can kind of get, you know, further and further on a track that's like, well, man, maybe this isn't good for me to be, like, listening to or taking in or um, surrounding myself with, yeah. you know. Uh, whether it's, I mean, like, you know, TV, movies, music, but even people, right? Because I think they say that you you kind of become the sum of your five closest mates, you know, five oh. closest peers. Okay, you I know? haven't heard that. Yeah, like, I mean, this is, uh, <laughs> like, we see these phenomenons uh, in other ways that are, like, relatable. So, like, yawning, right? Like, when someone yawns, oftentimes, another person will yawn. Now I want to yawn, but I'm not going to. I know, I don't feel like yawning either, so... But you'll notice it like in a room, if, yeah, pay attention the next time someone yawns, yeah. and then just look to see if someone else does. Because right. usually it will happen. Right. Uh, same with, I guess, shivers, and there's like a couple of these other ones that are like common. But sociologists will say that it's also true of cultural practices. You know, it's kind of like mob mentality in a way. Um, like we lose, I don't know, we're, we're just, like you say, we're, in, we're easily influenced people. Um, but I think that also means that we're designed for relationship. Yeah. You know. And have the capacity to influence other people as yeah. well. We're designed for relationship and community ultimately so that we reflect God's image to one another and to the world. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that would be the the ideal goal, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it's kind of a two-track system. I mean, it's a two-way street. Uh, and if you think about so, you know, that's culture in like a wide sense, but even think about where you work. Right, we call that usually like work culture. You know, what's the culture of your workplace? And some places have like a, you know, it's kind of like a not a great work culture. You know, if it's people always cutting each other down, or like there's not a lot of trust between employees or between management, or um, you know things like that. Well, 
that can be a reality, but you can start sowing seeds of trust or of honor, you know, or of teamwork. And maybe at first it's really, really hard because it's not the culture, but you can change. Things don't have to be the way they are, right? Uh, uh, forever, you can actually change and influence others. And, and a lot of times, um, you know, you talk about being in a, a setting where you kind of want to say something, but you're like, well, I don't know if anyone's even going to hear this. Mm. A lot of times, a lot of people are thinking the same thing when they're in those situations, but it's hard to be that one person to mm. say something. But when you do, now you got a whole group of people who rally behind you because they're like, yeah, you know, we felt this way too. Mm. You have put words to what we have felt, yeah. right? Um, so yeah, yeah, there's definitely something to this whole influence, influential piece uh, that we want to be mindful of. Right, yeah. right, right. So I use that, um, I use that phrase that, that we use in our discipleship language or that concept of um, be one and make one. Mm-hmm. So be a, be a disciple. Be somebody who who intentionally follows after a person who's mature in the faith, so that so that you have so you can so you can have somebody who's helping to lead you to Jesus, yeah. but then intentionally lead lead somebody else. You know, like <clears throat> discipleship really ought to be like this worldwide long line of follow the leader. You know, and mm-hmm. Jesus is mm-hmm. Jesus is the leader. You know, so it's not it's not follow me yeah it's follow me as I'm following Jesus or as I'm following somebody who's following Jesus and we just got this just got this long train going to eternity you know right yeah like uh-huh. uh, I don't know we well that's really what the church is as I think about you know even the church you know as yeah. we as we so not Saints Peter and Paul Lutheran Church that's part of the church but all of the followers of Jesus right present day, we do have a, a history that has led us here. Yeah. You know, it's not like, yes, Jesus is alive. Jesus is yes. present. But it's not just me and Jesus. There's a whole history of, of people who have been guiding the church right. and leading the church. Just um, like last week when we talked about the whole cloud of witnesses. Yeah. Right? I mean, that's who they are. Exactly. Yeah, sometimes uh, people will use like language of the fathers. They'll talk about the fathers. And you could say mothers too. Fathers and mothers in the faith. And that language also kind of denotes a whole following aspect or, you know, child, parent, like the fawn and the doe, yeah. you know. Um, and so you have fathers in the faith who would be people like, um, you know, in the, early, in the early days, like Origen is a church father. He's a guy who, well, he had, he had a lot of wisdom from God and he passed it on and people sat at his feet. And Origen, actually, at his time, there's people spreading false ideas about who God is and who Jesus is. And you know what Origen does to say, no, you, trust me. He says, look, I studied under the feet of, uh, I always forget the guy's name, it's a P word. And it's not Patmos, because that's an island. But basically, the dis- John, the disciple of Jesus, there was a person who studied under John, the disciple of Jesus, in Origen. Philo? Is it Philo? Is that the one? No, he's a historian, Philo, I think. Philo's ah. a historian, like a Jewish historian. Okay. But anyways, Origen, Basically, what he says is, look, I studied under this guy who studied under John, who studied under Jesus. So he claims this discipleship basically as to give him authority in the church. Like, you should listen to me because I'm not just making up stuff on the fly. I'm actually following in the same kind of lineage of, of 
Jesus. And I mean, that's for the church at large, they kind of follow that in the whole, I guess, apostolic descendancy. You know, that's not something like we really talk much about or, you know, um, with apostolic succession. Is that the phrase? Yeah, in the Catholic Church, especially. Right. Which, you know, like, it's helpful to remember that the Catholic Church was the only church for, what, 1,600 years or whatever? Yeah. 1,500 I mean, years? Yeah. Um, not to get too confusing to yeah, listeners, yeah, but, yeah. But, but basically it's that idea was built into the church. It's that we don't exist in just a moment here today. Right. There's a history. This is why we have creeds. Right. So that there is this train, this kind of holding on to a rope, you know, this this guiding uh, chain uh, yes. throughout history. But, yeah, we, we can continue to provide that today even in our own relationships. Yes. Right? Yes. And it's, and the Great Commission is go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them and teaching them everything that I have uh, commanded you, right? So as we, as we go and as we've gotten here, um, it's Jesus teaching. That is the, the commonality. So the apostles taught what Jesus taught them. The people who are taught by the apostles, you know, were taught what Jesus taught them, and we continue to teach that. And that's, I mean, and it's not a giant game of telephone. We have, we have the words of the scriptures, mm-hmm. you know, for us. So we're actually, like, that are living and breathing and active, and so we, we are able to continue to go back the source right and, and here and study and uh, and all that kind of stuff too so yeah <clears throat> but just back to the point I mean it's I, I think that whole the whole concept of be one make one is very simple it's a simple concept a simple idea mm-hmm. um, that that I, I think if we let that let that rest in our hearts and our minds and as we bring, bring into consideration everything that we've talked about with following and leading, you know, then, then, then that starts to make sense a little bit more of who are we following and who are we leading. Yeah. Do, I, do I have someone, like, intentionally in my life that I, that I intentionally follow, that they intentionally actually lead me? Right. And that I, I think it's it's a it's a little bit more than just saying unfortunately, like I I I follow you, Pastor Kevin or or Pastor Aaron or, you know, some Christian teacher or a book that I've read or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. I, I think it's got to be a little bit more tightly like woven to your daily living and into yeah. who you are relationally. So if you don't have someone like, you know, very closely related to you now I don't just mean by blood but like in relationship leading you and checking in with you and seeing how you're doing and helping you to learn and grow that that'd be something to shoot for to, to ask for and if you don't know who to ask uh, ask us Pastor Kevin and I know some people uh, who would be willing to do that for you but then on the other side like who are you who are you raising up like are you intentionally invested in the life of someone mm. for the for the purpose of leading them to Jesus, yeah, and and teaching them what Jesus has has taught, teaching them how to do the kind of Great Commission work, not just not just head knowledge about the Bible, but actually how to live this out, and then how to do it for somebody else, right? You know, like 
so I, I think I, I love that concept and I, I, I think it's very simple to come back as a point to check in on like am I being am I making am I, am I like intentionally yeah like, intentionally. right yeah. right because I'm following I'm following people anyway yeah and I'm leading people anyway yeah, exactly am I being intentional about yes. it basically yeah am I <laughs> do I have that deliberate thought towards this uh, and not just you know kind of going through life unthinkingly yeah 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 Yeah. well and i'm glad you threw that in there you know just the open invite to to anyone listening you know um because i think that that is kind of the next hard step is like well who is that for me exactly you know and maybe that but maybe there is someone and it's like wow yes someone comes to mind easily like this person is already someone who like i look up to and i feel like they're kind of guiding me in my faith but i've never really like asked them to do it yeah you know Go to that person. That's a yeah. great person for you, clearly. Right. But if you don't have that, yeah, talk to Pastor Aaron, talk to myself, because there are a, a whole number of people who are uh, ready to do that. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Cool. Well, let's let's leave it right there. I think that's that's plenty to digest and, uh, yeah. and think about. So, again, uh, those of you who are listening, we thank you for uh, tuning in once again. And we pray that this conversation was a blessing to you. Our goal is that you... Don't just hear our conversation, but that you you take what we talked about and put it into practice. Start another conversation with somebody else and, uh, and take it from there. All right. Well, have a blessed rest of your day, Kevin, and you all as well. Happy hunting. Bye.